Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill the last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. This is shoot you between the balls. The disease. And I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Better alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gimme Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Year of the requel, I guess, is what we're going to be now, Nate, right? We're the requel. It is. 2022 is the requel. You're right. It's all two. It's in the year, too. It's in the year. It's the requel. Nate, say hello to everybody. What's up, everyone? There we go, because we have to greet everyone. You did it. You did the thing. We got this. We're professional podcasters. We know what we're doing here professionals ah. that's right how's things how's it going not bad not bad just got done uh with the grill so having Cleaning a nice little day or off. putting food food on uh, i made a little pork tenderloin some mashed potatoes it was a good night good day nice yeah we grilled when snow was still flying because i said screw it i want grilled food yeah so. <laughs> Here we are, uh, almost in May. We're still having like 30 degree days. So, right? whatever, Ohio, it's bullshit. Same there? Yeah, oh, same here. Dude, it was uh it was quite cold this morning. Like, I don't want I don't think it was 30s. I think it was 40s. Still cold when you've had like 80 degree days. Yeah, my Sucks. plan was to do some yard work, get shit done around here and instead it's turned into stay home and watch clean up the office and watch movies and stuff. That's what it's turned into. It's nothing wrong with that either. No, nah, I'll take it. And uh, the movie you watched happened to be what, Nate? Above the Law. Above the Law. The very first Steven Seagal movie, man. Yeah, his debut, and he instantly gets the lead. How's yeah, that happen? Ex- right? Story credits, producer credits. Like, that is unheard of in Hollywood. It's this like, man hey. just appears. I just discovered you. How would you like to star? Because you know that that's the trope. You're going to be a star. No, they literally gave no, they Seagal really found a, a movie, <laughs> and then I, he works with the same director later on, and makes his yeah. best movie. I agree. I agree. He makes his best movie with this director later, and again, because it's an ensemble movie, in my opinion, it's everyone else is elevating that movie up more, but. We'll get into that here in just a second. So we are covering Seagal. We've we, we, we kind of working our way around the the action circle doing, you know, the Van Dams and the Arnolds and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? Uh always got resistance to Seagal movies. And I told Nate, I said, Nate, I'm kind of feeling like a Seagal movie. And he goes, Oh, can we do above the law? And I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, see, to me, above the laws where Seagal is still grounded in reality. Yes. Oh, I I will a hundred percent agree with that. This is 
uh, I can't say no bullshit Seagal because I kind of think he just is, period. That's just how he is. That's just him. But this is uh, less of an ego. He does a lot of his own stunts. He, uh, It's almost like the one he actually acts in, too. I was you know, gonna say, and that's the weird thing is this movie has so much drama to it that it like plays it so straight. It's really weird. Yeah, I'm, we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Well, I mean, we've kind of already just jumped into it. Not a lot going on. Um, you know, I've appeared on a uh, YouTube channel, but we'll talk about that again because that ties into the movie we're doing right now. So uh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, you um, cheated on me. Ah, sorry, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> They enticed me. They enticed me with a title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Let's get let's get this trailer rolling so we can start talking about. Let's start this. Ball. Yes. Meet Nico, a covert agent trained to survive in Vietnam. Nico has a six-degree black belt in Aikido. And family in the mafia. Nico's a cop with a bad attitude. Do you know why I love you? You don't live the way other people live. You're officially suspended this time. Feds come in, the doors close, nobody hears, smells, or sees anything. One man. He just made number four on the most wanted list. One obsession. I want to be number one. One rule. You guys think you're above the law. You're in the line. Nico. So uh, we kind of need to talk about the elephant in the room real quick with that trailer. Um, a lot of the world knows this movie as Nico. That's the name of the movie. Which is so strange to me because I've never heard it be referred to Nico. Even like online, it's always just been above the law. Yeah. Until like we decide to research this. I'm like, really? They honestly thought about calling it Nico? There was no thinking about it. It was I called Nico. Yeah. That trailer is the Nico trailer. Well, I so guess like I, it's overseas with Leon, and then here in the States, it's the professional. Yeah. So overseas so, just likes movies where you get the name of the character, and that's it. And I uh, I was like, well, let me see if like the above-the-law Americanized version is a different trailer. Nope, exact same trailer. All they do is overdub and go, above-the-law, gunshot, gunshot, <laughs> gunshot. I was like, it wasn't even worth my time grabbing just a little bit of uh, they just cut out the part where he says Nico. And I was like, and we, I did. Um, so I well, we can talk about it now cause it's out there. So, uh, I did a live stream for the action elite website. They've got a YouTube channel and they needed someone else to kind of sit in on it. Some fresh blood, I guess. And I did one with them and it was invasion USA. We had a blast. And we were talking about, okay, what do we do next? And this is all still on the live stream, so you can go check it out. And Owen goes, I feel like doing a Seagal movie. He goes, I've been wanting to do Nico forever. And I'm like, Nico, Nico, 
above the law. I did, he goes, I didn't even know it was called that till I, I moved over here to Canada. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> and then our other, one of the other guys, J-Man was like, I've been wanting to watch that for like a while now. It's been in his mind. So I showed him my, our, our schedule and I said, just so happens we're doing above the law in like a week. So we talked about above the law last week. And you got so, a lot above the law then underneath your belt. I got a lot above the law slash Nico slash like I already know what my uh, Aliong score is. You know, <laughs> you can stop this now, go watch my live stream, and then come back, and then you know, you'll know. We'll be all prepped up. But um, so this movie came out in '88, which is the same year I was born. So for my dad, oh. there were two big events that occurred in 1988. <laughs> it was the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. And Above the Law came out. That's right. That's how yeah. that works, man. That's how it worked for him. That's right. I, I would never forget. This is how I was introduced to this movie was, oh, this is the movie that came out the same year you were born. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Dad. Dad's I appreciate a big Seagal guy. <sighs> this, I, honestly, I kind of have to, I feel like everyone ended up being a big Seagal person. Like, he blew up after this. I mean, he they did. Re- he he really took off. He did. Uh, what movie do you think it was where everything kind of stopped? The second one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think once he got past um, Under Siege and On Deadly Ground, those type of movies, was um, I trying to remember what the like last theatrical release one. Well, the last theatrical release one would have been Half Past Dead. Was that, was that one in the theater? I definitely remember that one. Yeah, that one made it to the theater. Because it was shortly after Exit Wounds, and then after that, yeah, everything's been direct to video. But I definitely Exit. feel like maybe Fire Down Below slash The Patriot, that was probably like the tailspin of it all. I think those were kind of like the catalyst that started. And I like Exit Wounds. I oh, I love Exit Wounds. I, I don't have a problem with that movie at all. Um, I need to revisit it. Like now, all of a sudden, I watch this and I'm like, okay, time to start watching all my Seagal movies I've got. I've even bought like a six Seagal DVD set for like five bucks. And it's like movies I've never heard of. It's all his like direct to video stuff. He has a lot. The man's and got a lot. He stays busy. I'm like, for five bucks, I'm just going to buy it. That's less than a dollar. Apparently, the above the law twos in pre production right now. Oh, God. Because you got to go back to the well. Yeah. Don't you mean like Code of Silence 2? Yeah, Code of Silence 3 three yeah this is code of silence two i guess we could call it so yeah, yeah uh there is, we have one like role reversal for this and uh they wanted chuck norris and it's the same director from code of silence with chuck norris and it's when the same you, re- plot. <laughs> you read the plot synopsis it's like is why were you trying to remake code of silence with chuck norris this is one of the why few not? times this is one of the few times canon i think made the right call going nah you can't have chuck (laughs) (laughs) he's ours right now don't worry we got him with his brother (laughs) yeah yeah we're we're good with aaron so we we can go do all that stuff nah uh, this movie starring a you know like not a nobody at the time it didn't do half bad no i think this was i don't i dare say like breast of breast 
Breast. Oh, yeah. A breast of fresh air. A breast of fresh air. Wow. I'm not even <laughs> drinking right now. That's man. what Seagal wants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think later on he made sure there was a lot of hot, you know, women in his thing. Not saying Pam Greer's not hot, but she didn't like play a love interest or no, anything like Sharon that. No, he got Stone for that. Yeah. It blew and I, my mind that she was in it. It blew my mind that Pam Greer was in it. Michael Rooker. Yeah. Uh, Michael Michael Rooker has a cameo. There is a Where's Waldo with John C. Riley. I still think it's like in an uncut version of this movie in the bar. No clue. Because they, they say it, you know, it's in the IMDb's that John, this is like John C. Riley's first like film appearance. And I'm like, I didn't see him. Was no it the back clue. of his head? I have no idea. <laughs> this movie had a budget of 7.5 million. Its opening weekend was 2 million, but it did manage to gross. 18.8 million so it did what it needed to do which was for an unknown watch, uh, action Seagal. star yeah yeah i mean especially in 88 like you've got all your heavy hitters at this time oh god dude that's that's like all the big ones coming out like arnold is now the man he is yeah. like the big box box office you know grab but Stallone. like Seagal looks different you know he's not all pure muscles and i call this like the gi adolescent Seagal this he's like like he just hit a growth spurt he runs funny in this movie so he looks a little like lanky and awkward (laughs) I I can't wait to recreate running like him in a TikTok video so some people are trying to (laughs) like recreate the uh the alley fight scene yes I love the alley fight scene that's this is the same year Rambo 3 came out Die Hard you know, they live red oh, it's, heat. So it's a it's big a action pretty, year. Yeah. Big year for action. And there was room for Seagal to get started. I mean, I can't, I'm not mad. I'm not, a, I'm, look, say what you will about the man. I, he's not like my favorite person in the world, but I'm also not going to not watch his movies. Oh, he made you a fantastic I mean? energy drink. He's got a couple fantastic, uh, acoustic Th- albums that he's put out. Weren't we trying to get those energy drinks and they're like stupid expensive? They're stupid to get. expensive. I've had them before though. I remember when Cody and I used to go to Walmart to get them because they'd be like a buck. That sucks because I'm really wanting one now just to do <laughs> a, like a YouTube video of us drinking the Seagal energy drinks. Why? So we can be... like quantum leap? Yeah. No, we drink <laughs> one, then we reenact a bunch of like stupid No, what happens is you themes. drink one and it turns into a being John Malkovich situation. Where you actually get to live as Seagal for a couple minutes. We are Seagal. Yeah. Would, I want to be like past Seagal. I don't want to be now Seagal. I'm surprised Seagal. no one's made like a meta movie with him yet. Kind of like what like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and them are doing. Yeah. You know, they're like super meta. Yeah. I'd watch it. I'd still watch it, though. I'd still I'd watch, watch Seagal doing it. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. We we have a slight change in yeah. cast. We gotta switch this up a bit because now uh, you're you're gonna be doing the action movie three sentence synopsis. Apparently, I'm uh, passing it along to you. We uh, I we, work we, so hard with the horror one. It usually takes me two weeks of prep. We discussed it briefly like two weeks ago, and Nate goes, "You got your sentences ready." I'm like, "That's my line." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I uh, we get the action. Three sentence synopsis by yours truly, Charlie. By Charlie, that's right. So I guess I have to ask myself, how's it feel? Don't mess it up. I'm gonna try not to mess it up. I can read my handwriting, so 
We'll uh, we'll oh, see how this goes. Big old show off here has right. good handwriting. Ooh. So uh, you have to say, "Are you ready?" Though, so we ha- you have to do that. Oh, oh, are you ready? Yes. A city under siege. Nico Toscani is on deadly ground. They have him marked for death, but he's out for justice. Soon, they'll know he's hard to kill because no one is above the law. Nailed it. Good job, sir. You see what I did there? You instantly, your first one. Out of the park. Set that bar high. I did. I, that's the scary part. I feel like I said it way too high, <laughs> way too high. Everyone in the audience is like, why does all that sound so familiar? Oh, they weird. all know. Yeah. I literally took his first six movies and made a synopsis. You can literally I, make a plot line out of all the titles. I feel like I could change those around and just keep doing Seagal synopsis <laughs> yeah. out of the six movie titles and change it up every time. I, that's you could challenge do accepted. All the new movies as well. I probably can. You know, <laughs> probably can. Just get me all Steven Seagal movie titles. That's going to be my synopsis from Beyond from the now Law. On. Is a general commander who's got a contract yeah. to kill with the After perfect dark. weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. The perfect weapon. I'm covering that tomorrow as we record. That's a uh, Jeff Speakman movie. I don't know who that is. Um, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and these guys love it to death. And I watched it going, I get it. I bought it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> okay. All right. You may have to cover it later. I don't I don't want to keep covering a movie and then we talk about it on the live stream. You're just like, I keep covering movies elsewhere and I just want to bring it onto my own show. Yeah. That's what it'll do. I was like, all right, what are we doing? Nate, here's the movie we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Our friends over at Podcasting After Dark, Bad Movie Cult. There was another one. Everyone keeps covering Hard Ticket to Hawaii, and I've never seen it. And now, like, my interest is peaked so highly. I feel like we should just, like, randomly. I don't even know what it's about. Is it? I have no idea. (laughs) I have no clue. We're going to get railed hard. Everyone just keeps talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I'm like, what the hell is this? So know. eventually I'm going to have to dive into it, but not right now. I've got too much other shit i got to watch. Oh, God, we have way too much stuff going on right now. I feel like it's just been a... I got um, caught up on Moon Knight, and once again, I'm behind on Moon Knight. This is, is the story weird? of my life. It's like I feel like I catch up on something, and then the next day a new episode of something drops, and I'm like, the next I was day just I blink, caught up. And there's like three episodes of something else that came out, and I'm three weeks behind. I, I, this streaming stuff, man, I can't. I, I just can't. I can't. I still haven't started Reacher. I want to do I Reacher started so that bad. Yet. I need to. Like they've already greenlit the second season. Knowing second my luck, third. the like second season will be done before I start the first season. Which sometimes I don't care. Sometimes that just I'll means do that though, just so I have more to watch. Yeah, I don't have to wait between seasons like yeah. everyone else. did. As long like, as I can avoid it, like spoiler wise, like Obi Wan coming out, I'm watching that day one. Yeah, no, I was like that. See, I did uh, Game of Thrones like that. I waited till it was done, and then I started. Because I was like, I really don't care if I get spoiled. I'll forget it by the time I'm watching it again. Oh, you know, see, I have this weird brain where if you spoil anything for me, I remember it till the end of time. Hey, Nate, I'm going to tell you the end of Northman. No, don't. No. 
Oh, Pete just instantly turned off the podcast when I said that. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> Pete and I off. were supposed to go see it, but then I got my dates mixed up. So uh-huh. it's a classic yeah. Nate move. Way to go, Nate. Mix it oh, up the yeah. dates. <laughs> Nate the date. So now Pete needs a new date. He'll find one. He will. He's a sexy bald man. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. Now what? Now where we go? We went uh, way off the rails. We did. The opening of this movie shows Seagal, you know, growing up, essentially. All real yeah, pictures of him. All real pictures of him. And later on, when they're in Pam Greer's apartment, all, all early pictures, pictures of her. Of her. Um, apparently, so we talk, We said real quick that Seagal kind of helped write this, and it's semi-based on his time in the CIA. Apparently, Seagal was in the CIA. A lot of this is really up for oh yeah. Um is this like a Frank Duke situation? That's kind of what everyone's leaning towards because there's no like proof. You know, oh, like, but he was deep CIA, so you would never know about it. Because if you knew I, about it, you'd have to die. It's like the Kumite. Of course you've ne- of course they're gonna say I'm not in it or it didn't exist. It's a secret fighting cult. You know, it's, obviously we can't talk about it. Yeah. You know, of, <laughs> that's why you don't know about it. Yeah. And if they kill me, then that just means that it's going to prove that I was right the whole time. It's a win-win scenario. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever puts that together, do they? They're like, hey, you can't kill me because now I'll prove it right. This plot is nothing like Swiss cheese. I promise you that. It's uh, strictly no. solid. I like the beginning of this movie, though. I like the, the drop in in like Vietnam where he's like, Still I, I honestly don't CIA. remember the, the Vietnam like storyline part of it, and it cracked me up so much because if you pay attention, Seagal does not know what to do with his M16, and he no. keeps switching hands. <laughs> fidgets. He fidgets. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but I like it. You know, we get introduced to the main villain, uh, Zagon, who probably doesn't show back up again in the movie to like the last third. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. This movie, there was some moments where I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I could tell that we're supposed to have this deep dramatic story. And then like, yeah, when we get the big uh, monologue from Steven Seagal at the very end, I'm like, okay, I think you know, I, I know what this is about. <laughs> I, I, I have my issues with this movie. I can't, I'm never going to ding it too bad because this is the first Seagal. It is fun. It almost toes a line of it. Is this like our run of the mill action movies that we talk about more? Well, to me, like when revisiting it, I was like, oh shit, this is like when you think of every cop drama movie or something like that, or like TV yeah. show from the early nineties, it's this movie. It's like they did that. It hits that. the sexy sax music after he thinks his partner's been dead. <laughs> Makes and you then, think like, Shane Black wrote this or something. And then you get like a moment where like, no, she was wearing a vest. He's like, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, You know, it's like weird oh music, um, weird shots. Like, it, like it's just strange. I, <laughs> but it's like NYPD Blue was that one of those shows from the 90s yeah. that everyone in America loved. I, I was as far as I'm concerned, they copied this movie and just turned it into a TV show. They just took out like the uber violence that is the only yeah. reason this is an action movie. And when this is, movie gets violent, it gets like holy violent, crap. like holy like, shit, dude! Like that church bombing scene, yeah, grotesque. 
like dude Christian comes out with like being his like face missing. Out. Yeah, like yeah, arms. I was like, ooh, this is a little too realistic for right now. And some of the some of the like little things I kind of had an issue with was like he's family with the mob, and that has zero payoff whatsoever in this movie. Not whatsoever, other than just like. They they people take being the, racist to Italians in the movie at certain points. So much racism in this movie. Yeah, I I mean a lot of racism. Like there was some drops I thought about getting, and it, either they drop the f bomb or there's a racial slur in the movie in that drop. And I'm like, yeah, nope. I think we'll just go with just the trailer today. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all it's like he's supposed to be this everyday man. He's just yeah. a regular old cop. He's, a, He's cop. a family man. He goes to church. He's well, friends with, you know, the priest. Yeah. He's married to Sharon Stone, who I know this is early in her career, like before her big, what is it? Uh, basic Instinct. Is that like the I big like one? Maybe even Total Recall. Total Recall might have been. Total Recall. No, Total Recall's after this, isn't it? Total Recall's 90? Yeah, it's after this. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess so. So, so um, in my opinion, she's a throwaway character. I was oh, like, no, she's just there. Yeah, you can like say, you, oh, Sharon Stone, you and you're and go, like, oh, crap, it's Sharon Stone. It could have literally been any other, I mean, not even, didn't have to be blonde hair. I'm honestly nothing. surprised they didn't kill her off just to, like, even yeah. hit another checklist on the 80s action of, like, the wife has to die. Yeah. Well, must I think get revenge. they cover that a lot in the other Seagal movies. They love killing the wives or threatening the wives or anything like that. But yeah, this movie does start out. So he's in Vietnam, uh, the CIA. He's part of the CIA and he doesn't like what's going on. They're basically like running drugs. Zagon's torturing people for information. And we get this big dramatic scene of I'm out. This isn't what I signed up for. Yeah, he beats you know? the crap out of his boss and that's how he quits. Yeah. And then he, he just quit. like walks into the jungle. Like, that's it, guys. I'm going to LZ. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. And so, and then that's it. Then we're. I didn't introduced... know you could quit Vietnam like that. I didn't know you could quit the CIA like that. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's, there's a lot of questions that maybe can't be answered, Nate. That's the trick. Like, He's like, he can't tell us because he'd have to kill us. Yeah, exactly. If you quit like that, then you're going to be killed. And then now he's a cop in Chicago. They love Chicago. I mean, you know where you are when you're watching this movie. We're like, what, 10, 15 years later and now we're in Chicago. And one of my favorite things about this movie is this is, I feel like, the only time we ever know what Steven Seagal actually sounds like. There's no fake accent. There's no jersey. There's no uh, Cajun. There's (laughs) nothing other than just how Steven Seagal acts. You know, his voice. And I'm like, this is the purest of Seagal we will ever see again, ever. (laughs) Yeah, definitely is. Especially for a man who, like, I think tries to blend into every single culture ever. It's like, dude, you were born in Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like Chicago's not that much of a stretch as far as dialect. Yeah. yeah, You'll be fine, man. You'll fit right in. Uh, So, yeah. But you're right. It's very cop drama ish so they kind of set the stage of he's very tight-knit family uh the niece is missing and this is 
Yeah, right this off was, the gate, we get yeah. like a niece is missing, but I don't I don't think she's a f- official niece. I think it's just kind of like uh I don't know. neighbor I have, that's really close to him or something. I like have that. no it's idea. Like, but he knows exactly where to go. We find out that like um Pam Greer's character is basically Murtaugh and she's only got one week till retirement. So yeah, that's so all she's got right out this week. Yeah. And but what Nico, do they do? They throw her in shot. They throw her in the car with Nico. That, like, really? You guys are already complaining, like, this guy is, like, a hothead and does his own thing. No, she'll be fine with Nico. It's totally okay. Yeah, there's no way anything could ever go wrong. No, not whatsoever. But yeah, we're so, having, like, this party, and then they decide, a woman comes up, like, um, she's missing, she's missing. He, he instantly finds who is yeah, missing. Goes to a bar, always a bar with an apartment over top. Like yep. they do that again in uh, Out for Justice when he's looking for Richie. Always an apartment above a bar. That's where all the seedy stuff is happening. So he gets into it with the bar patrons. That's where we see Michael Rooker just sitting for at the bar. Second. It's hilarious. He's sitting at the bar. Nico starts fighting people and he walks out the door. Like you just see Michael Rooker gone. So he's not <laughs> even a guy that gets beat up. He's like, I ain't your daddy. <laughs> and the the worst character as far as i'm concerned in this movie is the bartender guy oh the bartender yelling you're not the man you you'll the never man. be the man you're never I'm the like, man you're the bartender what are you doing oh. why and then i'm also thinking like desperado like ah the bartender always survives yeah but there's a we'll get to it eventually the other reason i'm confused about the bartender <laughs> no he's the man so, seagal's so, not the man so nico goes upstairs finds the niece doing drugs with this guy so we get the the quintessential fatherly advice segment is this our fatherly advice segment this is i have a drop ready for it are we ready so now now since nate is nate made this whole thing without me ever knowing he just sprung it on me on the last one in commando so i was like improv works yes it is so i was like no we have to have an intro so here is our intro to fatherly advice Stop whining. Your kids are soft. You lack discipline. But I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. You're not going to have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. Oh, no. It's time now to turn this mush into muscles. No more complaining. No more Mr. Kimblev to go to the bathroom. Nothing. There is no bathroom. Sounds exactly like my dad growing up. (laughs) The mom's not going to be wiping your tushy. So sometimes in life, you just got to beat the hell out of a dude with his own cocaine, make him snort a bunch, and then listen to him tell you that he knows about a shipment of drugs coming in. That's good advice. It's good advice. Because that's basically what he does. This dude's got, like, blood pouring out of both nostrils. He, he's just like, listen, man. Listen, dude. I, I You can't hurt me. I, I know of a shipment, man, because my friend, he bangs a hooker on the side <laughs> of the street who knows of a boat, and that they're, they got a coked-out lawyer, man. So, this is the beginning of Charlie going, what the hell is going on? So, this guy drops a dime on a deal he knows about just to get his own ass out of the sling. He Dude's a narc so quickly. <laughs> He's such a quick, I, I don't know, he just had his face rubbed in probably about $100 worth of cocaine. And now he's bleeding. And the, the niece is cussing out Seagal the entire time. And then we never see her again. 
It's the same that she never returns because he's kept her safe. Yeah, fatherly she's, advice. I guess don't do <laughs> cocaine with strangers. Try it. Don't 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 get don't go to an apartment above a bar. That period. That's how that works. And if anyone that listens is in an not apartment even a pool hall, a fairly circus movie where he beats the shit with a bunch of people with pool sticks. That's uh, out for justice. Oh, is it it's okay. a bar and they shoot? They're shooting pool because he cracks the one dude in the nugget with the cue ball yeah. or whatever it was. So Still awesome. Feels like that would hurt <laughs> a lot. And so he finds out that there's a shipment coming in. So a lot of convoluted, like they go to a fancy restaurant to just watch this guy hand yeah, a note Yeah, they're doing over. like undercover work with absolute, the worst undercover work detective like work ever because they have their earpieces like yeah. full on display, which I guess yeah, so the 80s, you don't have the technology to, you know, conceal that <laughs> stuff. But still, I love how they poke fun at themselves because everyone's at this meatpacking plant. They're all set up, and then they're like, wait, is that the feds, too? Like, they recognize the feds undercover, and they go, yeah, they want a piece of the action. And they're like, it's like a cop convention down here or something. <laughs> and I, I'm like, is, is no one realizing that there's a lot more people working the day shift at the meatpacking plant well, No, today? what it is is they're like little kids going, well, we were playing here first. Like, <laughs> now, now you got to share your workspace. I love the guy that's like in charge of Nico. He goes, I handpicked this whole team. I got the best guys ever. I got Jackson. I got this guy. I got Nico. I'm like, you didn't handpick Nico. He gave you the information. It's his that's case. Another thing too. This is the same problem with Commando where you get Nico, who's clearly this badass martial arts marksman, you name it. And you see his squad, and it's nothing but these old guys who look like they've had their 12th <laughs> donut of the day. And it's just like Commando, where you see all of Arnold's supposed team that gets assassinated. You're like, there's no way this guy would team up with all these people. The only no. one I believe is Pam Greer, because she's awesome. Yeah, Pam Greer's awesome in this. I don't care what anyone says. I, I feel like she's undervalued in this movie so I still much. regret not meeting her like 10 years ago at Horror Hound. I should have. Stupid. Wrong with you. Wrong with you. Stupid. So they they see the deal going down. The feds jump the gun, which again is hilarious. They just come barrel assing in a car, just squealing tires. The gigs up. Everyone's covers blown. They all get into this like gunfight. It's Nico, a really cool gunfight. It's an awesome. This whole action sequence like, is awesome. Blood squids or anything like that. But it's like everything about this movie. When there's a gunfight or a fist fight, it hits hard. It's like those seventies cop movies, you know, that it's yeah. that very like gritty, but you know, and then like Seagal ends up on top of a car. Yeah, he tends to be Spider Man. But it's Seagal on yeah. top of a moving car, which is kind of amazing until you remember, oh yeah, this is his first movie. He couldn't say no to some things well, like he's that. He's also got the two idiots that are in the car below. That are out of ammo because they only brought their six shooters to a gunfight. Yep. And then the one guy he like is strangling through well, like through the window. And it's fake Joe Pesci. It's Uh, uh, knockoff Joe Pesci's who it is. Salvano or whatever his name is. And he's like strangling him the whole time in the weirdest way. Stop the car. (laughs) And like and not when they stop the car, they don't slam the brakes like you should. They just kind of come to a nice casual stop. Like they're trying to shake him off the top. They gun they go through cardboard boxes like that's not gonna do anything. He's choking the guy out and he's yelling, Stop the car. And the guy comes to a stop, like gently. 
<laughs> these you people not just slam on the brake. In order to get him onto the car, they ran his ass over, like full on. Oh, yeah. You see his back go into the windshield and him roll over on top of it. So the fact that now they decide to be gentle with him, like, oh, you know what? Let's not slam the brakes and then run him over because that'd make too much sense. Let's right. Just, he got us. He got us. <laughs> we're going to jail. My bad. We're uh, we're we're going. And then they go. They 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 arrest everyone and find out that it's not drugs in the engine block. It's C four. Like, of course it is. Because now was a big thing in the eighties. It was huge in the eighties, man. It everyone was, man. had everyone C4. had C four. If you were a Mac- terrorist, you had it. MacGyver dealt with C four. I'm pretty sure the A team dealt with C four. You know, it's like quicksand. The second most deadly substance in the 80s, C4. Yeah. First one's quicksand (laughs) (laughs) and dynamite, but that's kind of the same thing. But (laughs) we, and now again, so when I say this is the weirdest plot, is Seagal has now stumbled upon a plot to kill a senator with C4. By ex-members of a CIA unit that he was directly involved in. Wait, that's what this movie's about? That's what I understand it as. Okay, so I kind of caught wind with there was a priest that knew they were wanting to kill a senator, but I thought it was another senator wanting to kill a senator. No. But he was CIA. There, Yeah, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no. All right. Hold that thought for a moment. Let's take a quick commercial break, and I will try to walk you through the who's who of Above the Law. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Do you like horror movies? Do you like hanging out with your buddy? Do you like cracking jokes and having a good time? Do you just like fun? Well, consider checking out Spoils of Horror. We are an hour-long podcast that comes out every single week. We're not doing reviews. We're just going to hang out, talk about the movies we love with each other, and hopefully the ones you love too. Covering everything from the popular, the lost, the forgotten, and the bizarre. If you're looking for a good podcast and a good time, you're going to want to check us out. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Check it out. We'll see you there. His name is Dalton. You don't look like much to me. Opinions vary. He's the best there is. Damn, that hurts, doesn't it? He says he's nice. I want you to be nice. Always nice. I know you're not a nice guy. Until it's time not to be nice. He's real good. Roadhouse, rated R. Good night, nobody dies. Starts Friday at theaters everywhere. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down with me, Stompy, and my brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben, three times a month as we review monster movies from around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and trivia. Not only that, Frank, but you will find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and the Friday Night Fights, each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So, please join us at the Monster Movie Stop Now. 
your one-stop chomp for monster movie reviews, news, interview, trivia, laughs, and of course me, stomping a friend. Chuck Norris, Karate, Commandos. Break it up, crack it down, fight towards the evil, Figures sold separately. Location to bet. Assignment recover stolen microchip. Protecting it was Super Ninja. Hey-ya! First, Chemo stood up to him. Hey-ya! And was down. Then Reed Smith flew in. Hey-ya! And was grounded. But now it's his karate against mine. Hey-ya! Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris, Super Ninja, Reed Smith, Chemo, and other figures sold separately. New from Kenner. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Hey, Nate. Yeah. Hi-ya! Yeah, now with Kung Fu Grip. <laughs> now with Kung Fu Grip. Okay, I uh, I promised I was going to try and walk you through the who's who. Well, good luck. Of Above the Law. So, remember Zagon from the beginning of the movie? Yep. Don't worry about him for about another 30 minutes. All right, not until not so, so he gets like cracked in a million pieces over and over and over again. Okay, remember the guy Seagal was choking out in the car? Yep, yep, yep. Fake he's basically he, he's gonna basically be like the main villain now. Okay. Okay. You with, you I, with me? I, so what I figured was he was the guy that got mad that he got choked. So mm-hmm. then he hired a bunch of goons to start, you know, harassing Seagal at every turn. Okay. Well, just hang on. Okay. We'll get there. So now we have to be introduced to the FBI agent who let Salvano go because he got a phone call from someone over him, which makes me think the FBI agent is in on this whole plot that comes up back. That comes back later. Okay. Now we get Zagon so that all the audience can be remembered that he was at the beginning of the movie. And he warns Salvano to not screw up again. And then Zagon's gone again. So that's done. Now we get, they have to to get rid of Nico and find out who knows about this somewhat of a plot to kill a senator because somehow this priest found out about it. But we never know how the priest found out. No. Or why. Wrong priest at the wrong time. There's a government official in the church that was the actual target of the bomb. Oh, I There's thought a, that was just to send a message to Nico. No, no. They were killing because Pam Greer goes to the coroner's office and they give her the badge of the guy who's like a government official. And he was the actual target. I swear I watch these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I watch them like three times. Yeah, you know, I didn't really know what was going on, but like this one, I did not know what was really going on until Seagal is on the rooftop. He's doing recon. He gets caught. There's a gun to his back. And then that's when he, you know, tells the bad guy the entire that's, plan. I'm like, oh, shit. That's, that's like what's the, happening. <laughs> that's the last third of the movie, Nate. There's a whole middle plot of. Yeah, well, it was just a whole middle plot of. These five guys go to beat up Seagal. He beats the hell out of them, makes them regret it. He runs away, and then five more guys come. He beats the hell out of them, and yeah. he runs away. And it just, you know, rinse and repeat, which I'm cool with. <laughs> so 
my uh, my. But the movie tries so hard to tell this very organic crime drama, police drama storyline that is just not there. This movie has what I call ebb and flow. Like it has a high point and then a low point and then a high point and then a and basically it's called the high point is a fight. The low point is we're trying to fill in the plot. The high point is another fight. Then more plot. <laughs> and the sad part is this probably could be a decent plot if handed to the right person. So the movie is directed by Andrew Davis, and like the man knows how to tell a story with the fugitive. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah. You know, under, he siege. Made under siege. It's great. Yep. He did the adaptation of Holes, which is a lovely children's movie. I like that movie. It's I a really, really good do movie. like that one. That's that, that that's a I watched that when it first came out. We got yeah. it on VHS. That was a good movie. Uh no, it's there's nothing uh I feel like had they not basically been trying to remake a movie that already existed for some weird reason. And I'm also like, how much influence did Seagal have in the story? Like, is that why it feels so disjointed? I feel like maybe, though, with him, it was he wrote the entire story of his character. And they went, well, I guess we'll give you writing credits. But why? This is his first freaking movie. He's got. Yeah. He must. Uh, he's got persuasion. Like he used the force on someone. Is that? Would he use all his uh, aikido power? Yeah. He got all the aikido. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not knocking. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna break that leg off, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna put it in your face. I'm gonna take his face and shove it up your ass. That's you what sure I'm gonna you want do. That? Now you're gonna give me writing credits. You got that? Yeah. Mister no. Davis. Don't talk to me about the CIA. I am the CIA. Yeah, but I won't tell you about the CIA because then I'll have to kill you. That's right. But I'm going to tell my story about being in the CIA. This is uh, based on a true story. Actually, actually, no, I can't. Uh, I need the white out. Can I get yeah. the white out real quick? R- redact that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I- surprised you know that word, Mr. Seagal. Redact. I was in the CIA. It's all we know. <laughs> uh, no, man. What's I, the I, I stand for? Not anything they actually use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just calls it how's the season, guys. No, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't disagree with you at all about. I feel like the plot is like stitched together it's like there's five stories here like it's like a movie that like it it could have gone like five different directions but instead of directions they tried to push all five story plots forward it's because it could have been five episodes of nypd blue (laughs) that's exactly exactly why because I, i i'm still hung up on the whole thing of what's why even bother mentioning that he's got family that's mobsters other than the one joke at the beginning of the movie of they're all at a cookout with the cops and the mobsters and the mobsters are laughing going, I think I bought that guy once. And that that's really the only payoff <laughs> we get. Which I do like to think that's what mobsters do on the side. I would, I would, ex- I would definitely expect that. But um, no, so you're talking about the first five guys that go, and I, I love this shootout at first when they like pull him out in the street 
and they just start unloading on the car and somehow he doesn't get hit at all i mean these guys have m16 machine guns. so that's what i love though they don't hit him at all he somehow ends up behind another car yeah not the car he got out of feet. yeah and then he's got just a pistol he's like put down your weapons and they're all like whoa whoa cool man we're cool just play it easy man and then like he cut them all when they had to reload i guess i guess they were empty and then he herds them i love this scene before oh, he hurts God, them, I love though, this scene. they're like, you're not going to do shit. And then he shoots one right there and kills the man yeah, in the middle of the street. Guy. And then he hurdles them all into a local grocery store for yep. some reason. And that poor guy in there is like, no, no, no. And he just gets everyone down on the ground. And when they start fighting, the poor shopkeep's face is just like, not again. I well, swear <laughs> it happens every Tuesday. Yeah. That's the face I get. No, no. Oh, not again. And then Seagal like kicks everyone's ass, picks up another dude, and then throws him out the window so he Which can was jump out the window. completely unnecessary. Because the door the was right next to he him. He had him. He was done for. And then he looks at him and goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a classic Goldberg spear into this man through that window because it's going to look pretty badass while that shopkeeper's going oh no not the window again <laughs> because the last window when it got delivered two guys were holding it as they, they were crossing the car. street and it got hit by a vehicle <laughs> and he was just like no like it just keeps happening and that's then how Seagal takes off running well that's the that was the other funny part too is he spears the guy through the window but the camera shot from the outside is the guy flying through the window and Seagal coming out feet first. Oh, yeah. Like, like, that's like not how he gravity. was flying. <laughs> so he could land on his feet and then goofy ass run down the alley. Down the alley. <laughs> Which this happens oh, before that, but the alley fight fine. scene. Yeah. No, the alley fight scene is so awesome because awesome four guys just pull up on him and one of them has a machete. He well, instantly disarms the machete and disarms an actual man so one guy has a gun it says i'm not gonna shoot you but these guys are gonna beat you to death i'm like what what just shoot him just shoot <laughs> he's him. right there <laughs> and then one guy has a baseball bat one guy's got a machete and it's like did we just go and rummage through a local shed this is this is uh like the the uh friday the 13th i bet it's like let's take every weapon we can find and go after Steven Seagal. The one guy with the gun went, he got his buddies together. He went, hey, guys, I got a guy we got to go get. get. We're going to go kill him, all right? We got him. And they're like, okay, boss, but all I got is a baseball bat. I got, like, my spare keys. Uh, I got these, boss. And he's like, they're just his fists. And he's like, all right, that'll work. <laughs> well, because they're all thinking, like, well, he's got the gun. Obviously, he's going to shoot Obviously, him. we're going to pull up, and then we don't have to do anything. I just happen to be the guy that has a vehicle that can carry four people. Convertible, too. Yeah, convertible, to, yeah. We have so. to see everything. And then the guy's like, I'm not going to shoot you. And everyone else in the car is going, what the shit? Why is he not going to yeah, shoot Yeah, the guy at the machete is like, I've never used this before. I just have it in the house. Oh, I guess I'll swing it at him. Oh, no. Now he has my machete, and he's using it against me. He cuts his arm off. Which I think kills him because he doesn't move. No, but you down and there's just a puddle of blood. I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. 
<laughs> one guy gets cranked with the baseball bat pretty damn hard. Yeah, because you get machete versus baseball bat fight. Yeah, so you get this weird sword fight. <laughs> it. But it's awesome. I do love that fight. No, and then it's I, awesome. Every punch in this movie is impactful. It is. And so, yeah, he, 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 they try to kill him off. It doesn't work. We get more convoluted story. I guess yeah, the we one. We get the classic turn in your gun and badge. Oh, You're out of here. You're out of line. So once again, the FBI agent shows up, who I think is completely in on this the entire time. You have the most hardened, badass-looking chief that gets, like, three lines in the movie. We don't see him again, ever. Nope. And so they give, like, now Nico is out on his own, you know. He's got buddies. They give him a gun. I don't know why. Seagal later has guns in his house. I'm like, why did you give him a gun? He has them. Now you don't have a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Which, when he does have a gun, then his, like, one partner's like, don't worry, here's a gun for you. Because, you know, when you're a yeah. cop, you just get guns like candy. And it was like, we need to make sure people know we're Italian. So he goes, they took you your pistola, huh? Yeah, I was like, pistola. <laughs> really? Really? That's what we're going with here. Pistola. Yeah, they took him my pistola. I'm like, that's just so wrong. This isn't Super Mario Brothers. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's a me, a Nico. It's a me, Nico. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I, honest, I, we don't we don't hate this movie. <laughs> I, no, I feel that's like the I need... thing. It's just like rewatching it and revisiting it. I was like, oh wow! I I guess as a kid, you just don't care. No, you don't. You know, you don't care whatsoever about these plots. And like, I remember watching this a lot with dad, and like all those other you know steven seagal movies and this one for sure i always remember being like this is like one of his best ones and then re-watching it i was like i don't know what the hell's going on and i feel really stupid no i i, I felt that because this is one of the few i didn't like already own yeah because I, I would buy like the collections that would come with like under siege out for justice and stuff like that and so some of them I have to buy separately. Well, this one was on Blu-ray and hell, I was going to cover it twice. So I was like, screw it. I'll buy the Blu-ray and I pop it in and I'm like, I, I know I've seen this movie. I remember this movie, but I don't remember this movie. You know, I'm like, and that's why, because when we were younger. We were just paying attention to the fights. Yeah. And they're sprinkled in just enough in between the drama that that's kind of what you remember the most that's what sticks which is supposed to be what's happening i think i totally forgot about the whole plot of the um south american priest that they're they're after trying like i totally forgot about that um i'll i'll my main complaint about this movie we're going to get to here in just a minute because i feel like we should just go ahead and light speed to where we we meet fox um that uh nico's now like figured out there's this whole big plot to assassinate a senator and they're gonna blow up uh some kind of gala that is happening and nico's old cia buddy fox intercepts him and he's doing recon so fox drags him down to a um a car garage, I guess that's the word. They have Parking a really garage. delightful conversation the entire time, too. I know, right? It's because I kind of, I did like how he's Seagal, like, oh, you lost some weight, did you? Oh, you're dressing real sharp. <laughs> like, 
Well, I, I, I appreciated how Seagal was playing it. Like, we're friends, man. Why are you holding a gun to me, basically? And, you know, he's very like, I feel like you're in on this. And Fox is acting very, I guess, CIA-ish. You know, don't trust anyone whatsoever. And now we get the weirdest reveal that all of a sudden Zagon shows up, the main bad guy, with Salvano, who we've, the only bad guy Steven Seagal's been dealing with. The weird looking, like, bodyguard of Zagon that you feel like is going to be the final fight guy for Seagal. And then my favorite character, the bartender comes back from the Yeah, that was bar. so awesome because the bartender keeps like, he's like, I told you you're not the guy, man. You're not the man. I'm the man. You're not the man. I'm like, why is this guy? Right? I this... was like, he's just a bartender. <laughs> he's in the big honcho's car. Like, that's not, that's like a, a, a spot of like high ranking officer. Yeah. You're the top five. Yeah. So I'm like, Steven Seagal literally got involved in this because his niece was snorting cocaine. That's the only reason these guys got found out. If she would have stayed in school, this whole movie would have not happened. Yeah. If Dare had worked, then the senator would be dead, I guess. I guess that's how we have to look at it. (laughs) Well, you know, there's plenty of senators. There'd just be another one that gets elected. That's how it works. Damn, Nate. (laughs) Anarchy. Anarchy, sir. (laughs) But... And so they, they're like they're trying to tell Fox, okay, bring him in. Fox is like, I don't work for you. And there's this whole like almost like standoff between all three of them. And uh, Fox unloads on him. We get a big shootout. Fox gets shots. Top uh, gets shot. He Toss. gets shot in the best way of like, oh, I'm dying. Here, have my gun. my gun. <laughs> I died on purpose. That way we can now give you the gun, Mister Seagal. Seagal gets the gun. Big shootout, jumps in like two cars. Yeah, he gets Big, in a vehicle. He I love disposes 80s. of fake Joe, Joe Pesci by running him over and then going through the wall of the uh, garage door like facility backwards. backwards. And then the guy's body just flings off into what I'm guessing is an electrical panel because you see him fall and, and then you sparks. see a bunch of zapping. <laughs> so I that's how Electro was, was born. In this universe, I actually think it was, uh, you know, how they'll have like train and one of the rails is usually electrified or even like for a trolley or something. I think that's what they're trying to get by is he landed on something like that and he got zapped pretty good. But it's like there was no point. <laughs> he could have just fell. And I love the stiff mech, the, the mannequin. Whenever it goes through the wall, you can tell it's just the stiff body mannequin that falls back. Oh, I love it because the way that you see that mannequin, like, just defy Uh. gravity before it falls down. (laughs) It's almost floating. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) A little levitation, and then it goes. Then they capture Seagal, and now, unbeknownst to us that's not paying attention to the counter, the movie's almost over now. Which is going to get into the part that pisses me off the most about this movie. So Zagon is a master of torture and interrogation. This is also, I think, the only movie Seagal literally gets the shit beat out of him. He actually takes a beating and 
has blood on his face, which like I don't lot. recall ever. Even in Under Siege, doesn't he get like the slightest cut? Yeah, he gets cut in the knife in the, fight. In the well, he gets cut in the knife fight, but uh, he gets shot or something too because uh, what's her face is like tending the wound. Um, oh, Miss Jane. But we don't. Yeah, we don't see oh, it. July. It was Miss July. Was it Miss July? Miss July. Oh yeah. Um. This is the, like they have the garrote around his throat, um, and it's like bloody around it. He's bleeding out of like around his eyes, his mouth, his nose, and they are like all surrounding him. At the senator's ball, they're in the kitchen. They're still asking him what he knows because they need to know who knows what, or the plan won't work. They're literally yeah, at the place knows that if the senator's going to die then their plan won't work so they can't kill the senator but they're right there they're at the place it's supposed to be happening at at the time it's supposed to be happening at and so they beat the piss out of him that uh fun they fact inject him yeah with a drug we don't uh, know what it's like some like truth hallucinogen, serum true serum fun fact though uh, Steven Seagal actually got his nose broken in that scene where he's getting hit with oh, the yeah, lead gloves. And then and he had to like, ice it all the entire night. That way he wouldn't get a black eye. So he could film, the next, finish filming. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, first movie with Seagal, he really wanted to be a professional. After this, he probably would have been like, I quit. <laughs> yeah. Walked off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You want me to have no. blood? No one makes me bleed my own blood. You don't bleed my own blood. So he drugs him. He's obviously drugged. They let go of him like the uh, fake, uh, or not the fake, the uh, bartender's holding his arms down. They let go of him, and Zagon comes up and taunts him with a knife, and all of a sudden, Seagal snaps out of whatever drug he was given, which I'm guessing, that I guess they teach you that in the CIA, so you're resistant to uh, hallucinogenic drugs. I just figured it was Seagal's blood is not contagious with drug blood susceptible so yeah (laughs) and he kills everyone in that room in 30 seconds yeah one guy's got a double barrel and like he grabs it shoots like makes one guy shoot his buddies with the double barrel like he's breaking necks essentially and then when he he gets the zygon he just destroys the man oh he 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 like like zagon has never fought hand to hand you can tell that because yeah, he like he's always the one doing the torturing, so he's yeah. never actually had a person fight back. He grabs his arm, breaks his arm at the elbow, awesome part, grabs him by the neck backwards and bends him backwards and breaks his neck. It's an awesome kill, but he kills like six people in 30 seconds. Oh, it's quick. And legend has it in Chicago on a dark, dark, dreary night, you can still hear him breaking the bones of that man. And I'm mad, I'm mad because I'm like, where's the final fight? Was that the oh, final right? fight? That was what I was thinking too. I was like, okay, like, so what's next? Like, we're gonna get yeah. our like, we gotta get our one on one fight. He shoots, and... he no. shoots the guy that I swear was gonna be like the final fight guy. You know, like the tough bodyguard dude that's always left at the, the end of the movies. To... Yeah, crack the knuckles. You know, put on the lead, lead punching gloves. No, he got blown away with a shotgun. Everyone's dead. And then Seagal so he gets to go home. stumbles upstairs <laughs> to the gala. The 
FBI agent shows up again, not involved. They take him away, and then we, I guess, like a few days later, we're at Seagal's house, and the senator is coming in to thank him for saving his life because of an apparent assassination attempt. And then they want to interview him about the corruption in the CIA. Well, the way I took it was, we want your entire life story. So then his whole life story was the whole movie restarting. Ooh. That's how I took it. Interesting take, Nate. Yes. Because in a movie that has so much drama, why not make it like that? But I, then even then, it gets so much on its high horse where it's like, Oh, I was getting ready to. Yeah. Every time there's a CIA agent, they're never getting busted. How well, comes? Yeah. It's literally his preaching point. Like, yeah. <laughs> he does this again later in some of his later movies where he gets real preachy. Like uh, Fire Down Below. De- Fire Down Below on Deadly Ground. He does it because he has a big speech at the end of On Deadly Ground. Yeah. Like he like goes on up Deadly on a podium. Very- pro-environmental movie yeah which, he, which is awesome i'm cool with oh that. it's cool but also, it's just so great funny movie. to hear it in this <laughs> also billy bob thornton is a nameless henchman in that movie too which is hilarious gotta love billy bob i do love me some billy bob but yeah and then we get no one's above the law into movie credits that's it yep that was it that's i mean normally we don't like walk through movies but there was like how, how do how, we there's like four big fight scenes basically the movie ends with like seagal staring at the camera going oh you cia agents i know what you're thinking you think you can get away with this but you're not going to get away with it because seagal's on it you hear me so if <laughs> yeah. you do anything i'll know and i'll find out you can't break the law no one can break the law i break the law but that's because i'm above the law but no one's above the law so don't think about it cia i'm <laughs> on to you <laughs> FBI, you're next. DEA, He's going after I'm on to you. EPA, you're cool. All, all you anacronym uh, associations, I'm coming for you. The IRS. Triple A, I Triple need A. you. My car, it got shot up. I need a spare. AARP, I'm coming for you. <laughs> they sent me a card in the mail. <laughs> I'm not old. Seagal doesn't get old. I don't get old. I took offense to that letter. Now I'm coming for you. And I'm going to break you. Oh, wait. I get 15% off at re- retailers. Oh, I'm wow. That's pretty in. cool. Whoa. 10% <laughs> off at the buffet? Oh, you know, I could hit that up. I mean, what's what's once cheat day once yeah. a month? I'll let you slide this time, AARP. <laughs> you got <laughs> lucky. USPS. Uh, don't think I didn't forget that my Amazon package didn't arrive in time. UPS. Just because I got done with USPS doesn't mean you're on my list either. It's good stuff. I'm running good. out of initials. I know. It's literally like trying to think of, I need another acronym real quick. The USAF. Wait, that's United States Air Force. Hold on, I can't go after it again. TNT. <laughs> they TNT. have the movies. God. All right, we're done. We're done. Well, let's let's do the body. How count. dare you cancel my HBO subscription? HBO, I cancel you. How dare you raise your rates, HBO? 
right. Let's body count this thing. Yeah. Nate's still going. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. Nate literally took that time to just sit down and write like 20 more acronyms. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Uh, <laughs> body counting this. I mean, for a movie that I feel like goes up and then comes down, goes up, comes down. There's still like 21 in the body count for this movie. I feel like it's pretty good for NYPD. It's pretty Seagal. decent for like a movie that's supposed to be grounded in reality with the shootouts we get. Basically, you just get a lot of people with broken bones. Like, if there's a yeah. broken bone count, it's oh, that's even like higher. 72. Yeah, it's even higher. Like, and don't count the individual bones because then we'd be here all day. So it's whoever gets something broken. My, we didn't talk about it, but one of my favorite things was when he's beating up the one dude and on the street, and the guy goes, "Hey, that's my buddy." Oh yes, I forget about big old bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm not, I'm not in the mood. I just yeah. got my CVS prescriptions." <laughs> coming for you cvs and so he punches the dude and collapses him and the three <laughs> other guys on that sidewalk are like we cool blood yeah, we cool like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's tank top seagal which he looks anorexic as all get out <laughs> but no that's my buddy <laughs> i know that guy i want to i want to have that guy out somewhere that i know like if i get my ass beat uh, there better be someone that goes, hey, that's my buddy. Yeah, hey, <laughs> wait a minute. Is that a hate crime? Like, and then you, like <laughs> go over there and be like, ah, shit. <laughs> he just pretzeled me. Oh, oh, he doubled that dude over. It's hilarious. Oh, but yeah, it, it's not bad on body count. I, I, I can't I can't knock this. Oh, what's our. Uh, wow. Well, let's get to this then. Oh, yeah. Because there's not many iconic kills. What is our kill of the week? Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Uh, all right. So I guess action, I go first, right? Is that how yep. we decided that we're doing this? Um, I'm going with Salvano getting backed up out of the parking garage off the back That's of the car. the same one for me yes! as well. <laughs> I thought you were going to take Machete Arm Dude. Well, I was I, like, See, the reason I didn't take Machete Arm Dude was because I was like, he might have lived and just has a really bad boo-boo <laughs> and then has to live with the regret of bringing the machete to the fight. <laughs> you never bring a machete to a Seagal fight. He possibly you are machete. <laughs> no, uh... I, I just love the, the whole like circle of life for Salvano because he's getting choked out in the car earlier and then he's on the back of the car getting drove around like they were doing Seagal he's throwing earlier. His shoes. He's taking his shoes he off. He threw a shoe at him. At <laughs> Who throws a shoe? It's all he had. Because <laughs> the window got shot out of the back and he throws his shoe and hits Seagal in the head. <laughs> and Seagal goes full blast to the barrier, like any more speed, and the car would have went with it. Yeah, it should have by all means. It really should have. And then Mannequin Salvano falling down <laughs> on the electrical line. Turning into Electro, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we had a matching kill of the week. Kill of the week. Oh, God. Okay, well, let's get, I think this is interesting because we're, we're, we're knocking this movie bad, 
but yet we're going to rate it. So I'm let's, enjoying it. <laughs> let's let's get our alley alls. All right, so we've also decided that you lead off on the action, I end the action, I lead off on the horror, you end on the horror. Exactly. So, all right. So, Nate, what's your Alion rating of Above the Law, the first Steven Seagal Steven Seagal. Entry? I honestly went into this thinking I was going to give it like an 8.5 or something. Mm-hmm. And then after watching it, I was like, oh, this is more of a 6. So, it's a solid 6 for me. Uh, <laughs> I do kind of recommend it, I guess, in a way. Just so you yeah. can see the origin story of Seagal. I feel like I can't ding it too hard because of that. And during the live stream we do, and we talked briefly on the horror show with Pete about how we, how we rate things on there. So we go through the movie using space, story pacing, artistry characters, and enjoyment. And we give it a zero to two scale. And I ended up giving this movie a seven. And when we broke it down like that, where I had to like kind of dissect the movie a bit, I agree with that. I feel like it's still good enough that I will pop this in the DVD player, but I'm going to watch Mark for Death first or Out for Justice first or any of the big six or seven three sentence movies. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like this is like the... Like, I might watch this one before um, On Deadly Ground and Fire Down Below. Like, I feel like I would watch, like, Hard to Kill, Out for Justice, Mark for Death. Definitely Under Siege and Under Siege 2 I would watch before this. Um, but, yeah, I, I I stick by my seven after watching it again before the podcast that it was enjoyable enough that I could rate it. I didn't really understand the plot a whole lot and matter of fact i even got some of the guys to change their numbers when i started talking about things they're like i like what charlie said there can i change my <laughs> vote because <laughs> we alternate because we would all listen to the guy first and we'd be like he made really good points i'm going to change everything i thought oh, and crap. so as they we were start rewriting everything down <laughs> we were alternating and i was the last one on one and owen's like um, can I go back real quick? Cause I need to change a number. Charlie swayed me, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I have to look at something also. This is the very first time we ever got Seagal. So if yeah, I, be- before he kind of turned into the butt of the joke for us. So, yeah. And also if I, if you had asked me years ago to rate this movie without going back and watching it now, I'm like you, I probably would have been like eight and a half somewhere around there because I would have remembered all of the awesome action stuff and totally forgot all the plot. Yeah. Um, but because now we watch these things a lot more, even doing the podcast, I find myself getting a tad bit more critical about things, or I find out that I just don't care and I love a movie regardless. So yeah, I, I think, I think it's fair. I think, I think you're right with your scale and I feel like I'm right with my scale. Yeah. I feel like we're both right. We're always both right. Nate. Yes. But you know who wasn't right? Who wasn't right? Oh, that's the right. People with trash opinions, trash opinions, insert sound effect here, Charlie. You're trash, kid. 
All right. Our first review comes from a Jeremy Bauer on Amazon. I think I went he to high school with that guy. One star out of five and calls it below the toilet. <laughs> 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 I really like this review. I think I just figured out this guy. I figured out what the sound effect's gonna be. <laughs> Any rational person would see the list of characters, laugh, and continue searching for something worth buying. This certainly isn't it. I also find humor in how most of Seagal's films have three word titles, or as I call them, out for justice equals in for misery. <laughs> wow. Above the law equals below the toilet. On the ground equals on shaky ground, Seagal. Marked oh, for death not even a movie. equals marked for discount. <laughs> what? Hard to kill equals hard to watch. I kind of figured that's where that one was going to go. Fire down below equals pretty accurate title. <laughs> <laughs> I like how clever Jeremy, he's trying like to you. be. <laughs> yeah, let's get Jeremy on the podcast. He reviewed that back in 2002, so. Oh, wow. He might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Nate. all might have got him. Because, you know, as Seagal does when he's like on the Amazon, going, all right, who gave me a one-star review? Uh, Jeremy he Bauer. gets a notification every time <laughs> yeah. someone types his name in the internet. He gets a ding. Oh, what's that son of a bitch say about me this oh, time? John Edwards. Cool. <laughs> I hope you look forward to learning about your own death. I'm getting a, what is that? A fist to fist? Uh, remind me not to put anything negative in any of our synopsis or show notes. <laughs> oh, one Charlie Chase. Ah, looks like you're going to be easy to kill. Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> All right. You do two of these. I think Bauer right, nailed it, though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you should have ended on that one. I like that. Our next one comes from a Mark Waltz on IMDb. Mm. He gave this movie a 2 out of 10. He called it <laughs> under the counter so you don't get shot. <laughs> I love how clever they're trying know, to be. They here. really are clever. <laughs> I don't know who to blame more, the screenplay or the direction for the mini action sequence in this film that start with shoot 'em ups where basically nobody tries to get out of the way. It seems like this could be called Death Wish, the new crew, as Steven Seagal seems to be able to get through every attempted assassination attempt on him, basically taking on the CIA as he finds out about the criminal conspiracies they are involved with. Every five minutes, there's either a shootout in a warehouse district or a church bombing or a group of thugs cornering him in an alley. He ad he's advised to go into hiding with his wife. Sharon Stone, totally underused, and their child. I agree. Yet he chooses to stick around. After a while, it's nothing more than Seagal as Mighty Mouse with the many bad guys cast as bumbling coyotes and that the premise wears itself out very fast. The result is a crude, angry action film that has no merit. Why have Pam Greer as his partner when she doesn't really do anything but walk through a party as every other cop oogles her, tell a creep on the streets making a pass at her to buzz off, or appear in the background when soft-voiced Seagal is being the big hero? 
you're supposed to get a little bit of expose on Seagal's character, but the Vietnam War flashback really reveals nothing other than the fact that he can decide he wants to aim in his life. Or that, other than the fact that he decided his one aim in life was to beat up all the creeps in the world, yet be equally as creepy. Seagal, the new action kid on the block with this, may think he's above the law, but fortunately, that didn't make him above the critics. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, I can agree with quite a few points he has. That's what I love about these. Sometimes I agree with him, but I'm like, yeah, but you're dead wrong. I feel like he gave him <laughs> way too much credit. There's there's action every five minutes because that's bullshit. No, it's movie. more like every 15 minutes. Every, uh, like, I'd say close to 15 minutes. They go, oh, we need to wake everyone up in the theater. And now. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, not wrong about Sharon Stone, not wrong about Pam Greer. Uh, I love their whole play on words with the three words titles. <laughs> I'm not upset with this one. They, they unfortunately, have... Mark passed away shortly after that review was posted. Uh, uh Seagal got that notification. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you, Mark. <laughs> he just jay and silent bobs everyone that's it man yeah he's got the list printed Did out you say? and he points it out magnolia fan 93 is that <laughs> your username on the internet <laughs> poopshoot.com <laughs> i want to see that now i want to see right. that movie to go in and kick it everyone's ass and then find out like 20% of them's just been Van Dam under different like username. <laughs> yeah, and he has a rotating IP address, so he can't find him. Van Dam's like it turns Steven. into like a spy versus spy scenario. Steven Seagal stars in poop on face. Steven Seagal star- <laughs> it's just Van Dam just sitting there typing a bunch of shit. Uh I'd love it. That's awesome stuff, man. All right, man. Uh we are above the law, but I am over this episode I can't say the words. i'm not as clever as these guys but i feel like they there was a couple of rough drafts before they wrote those there reviews. was a couple uh what i want to do though real quick and i know we talked about it briefly in the show is i do want to do kind of like a a shout out to the guys over at the action elite um they are an action-based website tons of news owen tries to keep up with like everything coming out um a lot of covers brand new movies as they get released uh get some interviews we're doing on the youtube every friday we try to every friday uh we have like a round table live discussion people can join in during the chat and if you miss it he uploads the whole chat uh the next day so you know if you can't be there live you can at least catch back up with what some of the movies we're covering so give those guys a check. Uh, also, actionflix.com, one of the other guys in the live chat. Um, go check out all those things if you love action movies. Give them some love. Subscribe, follow. I mean, you're here for a stuff. reason, so go follow all the yeah. other goody action stuff. If you listen to us, you'll love these guys. These guys have been doing it for years. Yeah, they um, actually kind of know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know why they invited me on. <laughs> I was active <laughs> in the live chat for like a m- couple months and then they went, hey, let's bring Charlie on. And then, like, the first one I'm on, there's no one in the chat live. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm here. 
But it's a, it's it's a ton of fun. We have a blast. I'm actually writing reviews for them now for some of the movies I've seen. So kind of getting that itch scratched where I like to write every once in a while. So nice. Good good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, Nate, are we pretty much covered? Are we ready to do our final notes? I think we're pretty much covered, except for you, AT and T. I saw that you said <laughs> I was past due on a bill. That's wrong. I paid it on the twelfth. <laughs> don't think I forgot about you. IRS, I'm not overdue on taxes. You're overdue on these fists. Overdue on these fists. Uh, I don't think I can top my AARP one, so I'm not going to try and jump in on this with Nate. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another week of us just rambling on about an action movie we decided to cover uh so we got a little we got seagal out of our system for a little while so yeah just for a little bit (laughs) we'll see when we need to scratch that itch again later but uh you can always find us over on facebook in the give me back my action movies group give me back my horror movies facebook group uh both of us are on instagram same thing give me back my action give me back my horror yes and i was getting on tiktok we are both on TikTok. I don't know how that happened, um, but there is an action and horror TikTok accounts. Um, that's where we can play longer videos than on Instagram. So we've got some of our trailers. We're trying to put some of these bits on there, you know, like our uh, kill of the weeks, our fatherly advice, some of the horror ones we're going to have. Um, just another way. I don't think we're going to do any silly dances. You know, I oh, hope not. We're not. Oh, <laughs> then Nate's That's already like, going to do all my like photo shoot recreations of all these movies. What we we should anything like, like with that. the crop like tops that. and short shorts from the horror movies. That's that's me. That's that's all <laughs> Nate in the shorty shorts, bright and neon colors, the bright like yellows. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been watching some eighties movies, man. There's a lot of bright ass colored clothes. I'm like. That's why they get found so fast, because they're glowing at night. Not hiding. (laughs) Not hiding very well. Uh, I am now on Twitter, so you can follow us over at Give Me Back My Action Movies on Twitter. I have no idea what I'm doing over there. I know some people are upset about Twitter. I don't understand it. I just follow stuff about action movies. So I guess that's how you keep the negativity out. Don't click on the negative shit. are we on simple in- enough? Yeah, I thought so. Are we on any other apps? Oh, we're gonna we are starting to dig into YouTube, right, Nate? Yes, we are. Yeah, because I thought there why was. Why not? Why not? Everyone else is. All the cool kids are doing it. Why aren't we? So yeah, hopefully, pretty much you guys will be able to find us on basically any service that's out there. Just honestly. Facebook and Instagram sucks as far as algorithm. It you just feels Zuckerberg? like Zuckerberg. Yeah. You I hope you're that? listening. But Seagal, sick them. Um, yeah. Uh, we, uh, they don't have a, uh, an acronym, so I don't really. Can we count? Let's, like that. let's count meta. M-E-T-A. What's, make the, that, what's that stand for? Um, I don't know. Okay. You find out. You let me know. All right. I'll get back with you, Seagal. Good. So, no, we're just trying to different avenues 
you know, trying to reach out, just reach more people. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, speaking of more people, follow the rest of our shows over on the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. Uh, Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, uh, Monster Movie Stomp Down, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, I Know You Hear Me with Flynn Hendricks, Tales from the Haunt, um, Sisters Podcast, uh, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Um, yeah, plenty of stuff to choose from. And follow us on Instagram and you'll figure out every other show we listen to that's a podcast because we are all buddies on Instagram. So you'll, you heard spoils of horror in our commercial, tons of other guys that we interact with. We share and promote to our late fee action, action gag me with a knife podcasting after dark. Yeah. All those guys, bad movie cult. Turns out there's a lot. There's quite a few and it's fun. (laughs) It's fun. You know, you can just watch us all make fun of each other and rib on each other and make funny jokes. All right, man, I'm done rambling. Are we, yep, are we good? Same. Yeah, we're going to watch brother. something else. All right. Nate, All right. Remember, you're the one that Give has to get the, us. Give us the good words, sir. You guys think you're above the law? Well, you ain't above mine. <laughs> Spam. Don't think you don't know that I don't know that you're not real spam.